dress is the uh, apparent, uh, it seems that there's more than one reason for the Tachlis Abriya. What we've been learning in Perak Lam and Zion is that the goal of creation was to create <coughs> Adira B'Tachtoinim. Yet, we find that there's other um, reasons that seem to pertain to why the Rabbani Shalom created the world. And the Avinachal here kind of brings them together in a magnificent way. Avinachal <coughs> was authored by the Levushe Sarad, if that helps you any, on Shulchan Aruch, who's a David Shleima. What was his last name? It's slipping my mind. Um, he's buried in Tzvas. He, he was there during the earthquake in Tzvas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, I believe that he was in the Bismedrish there, and he told everybody to come over to one side. And the earthquake happened, and the other part of the Bismedrish fell in. Anyway, so he's widely known by his commentary on Shulchan Aruch, the Levush Yisrael is written in the, in the Gilean of each Shulchan Aruch, and therefore the whole Yeshiva Shevelt and everybody learns his Svarim, little do they know that he is a Fabrent Chosid and... Uh, as uh, they find out about it, maybe they'll remove it from the Shulchan Aras. <laughs> anyway, so here in Parsha Shoftim, Drush Aleph, Maimer Dalid. So he, he has a few questions. We're going to skip the questions for the purpose of efficiency here. So go to the second page in your set. You may, you'll take this with you because it's it's worthwhile. So you can do a tough kuf, uh, mem. Somebody mixed up the sets here. Um, it should be mem. Give me your set there a second. Mem vav is where we're going to start at the paragraph that okay, starts Mishnah Beis. Habizor be mitzvah kalle kibichamura. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on the back side. Right, so Okay, so you, you see the next paragraph. He's, he's explaining the various. Mishnayas and Perkyovis that talk about schar and so on. V'kaidim boi levari kolzeh. Okay, got it? Paragraph begins v'kaidim. Before I'm going to explain that, Akdim b'shem chacham echad, I want to introduce in the name of chacham b'masha pirish b'mishnah, where he explained the Mishnah, famous Mishnah in Perkyovis, sheschar mitzvah mitzvah v'schar avera avera. The reward for a mitzvah is a mitzvah, the reward for an avera is an avera. Alpi mashal, he explained it with a parable. And I am going to elaborate further on this. Uh, and by doing so, we're going to explain all of the verses that we have introduced here. Got it? Here's the concept. I want to explain. Why does Hashem give reward to those who keep His mitzvahs? and a punishment law to those who transgress them. After all, the famous question, why does God possibly care? It don't hurt God none when we do an Avera. If we're very righteous, Rebbe has no gain from it either. So what's, the, what's, what's up here? This marshal I believe is Yisoyidi Yisoyidis in Yiddishkeit. They should be teaching it in every uh, mid, what do they call that, you know, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, uh, middle school, just to frame a reference for 
There was a king. Meishel Bekipa was a powerful ruler. Bechacham Gadol, wise man. Visholem Bechalam Milas. He was complete. He was holy. He had all the all of the beautiful character. Ve'alkulam over all of his wisdom and kindness. Hayulay Mida Shayativa Tamid Lahetiv. This king had a character trait. His nature was that he always loved to do good. He loved doing all kinds of favors for people. He could not live a day without doing for others. Because we all know that the nature of good people is to do good. He could not tolerate could never tolerate even punishing his enemies. Just that concept. Just he couldn't he couldn't take it. It was all goodness. Since he was always doing good to others, and he gave them gifts. He saw he saw that his goodness was not whole. Why? He saw that those who were receiving from him were embarrassed to receive. There's a Yerushalmi that says that someone who receives for nothing is embarrassed to look the one that gives them for naught. And therefore he came up with all kinds of ideas. He tried coming up with all kinds of ways that it won't be a freebie. Rather that they should serve him. So he would be giving them as payment for their work. Okay, the problem was, he didn't really need their work. He has thousands of servants. He doesn't need anybody to help him. Big problem. The king saw one day a huge wilderness, <coughs> many, many miles large in his kingdom. So the king commanded his servants, The king took treasures of precious stones. Margolias and pearls. And he took the, he told the servants to spread them throughout these wildernesses from edge to edge. And this midbar was full of sand and mud. And the king mixed into the dirt these precious stones. The truth was that these treasures were not so choshev in the eyes of the king compared to what the king still had in his treasury. For this reason, he spread them there. So that it would arrive, he would be able to attain his true desire. 
the king commanded and he announced in the entire kingdom and he put it into writing to say that the king had tremendous damages the king announces that to be able for him to be saved from those damages he needs tens of thousands of people that they should go out one by one and gather all of those precious stones, stones and the pearls from among the dirt Therefore, every man and woman, from all over his kingdom, should go immediately to proceed to that wilderness. Should go out each and every day and collect. In the evening, they should turn in to the king's appointed person. Whatever he gathered that day, turn him in. You find the same. And the king will sustain all these people throughout this effort. And the king will pay them for each and every day that they spend out there a designated amount of money. Then anybody who doesn't come to help with this effort is in big trouble. Now, what was the king's intent? Clearly, he didn't need this at all because he's the one that put the put the jewels out there in the first place. He wants them to think that they are serving him and they're doing his desires. So that as a result, they will not be embarrassed to receive the gifts that the king is going to give them. And out of fear that some lazy good for nothings will be afraid, won't go there. And the result will be that they're not going to get what the goodness from the king. So, in order to make sure that they will get what they need to get from the king. Therefore, only for that reason, and for that reason only, he said that he's going to punish them. So that everybody will go and receive the reward. And no one will be missing. That's why he had to create. He doesn't want to create punishment. The only reason he created punishment is so that everybody will go to receive reward. Now, can we review the Wait, wait, wait. Bal, bal. And after this great announcement was made over cable television, everybody talking gathered. Initially, there were two groups of people. Katachas, the first group. They were bad people and stupid people. Seems nothing's changed over the years. And when they got there, they forgot. They totally forgot. What are we here for? And as a result, they didn't do the commandments. 
They didn't gather anything. They saw that the king provided food and drink and all kinds of good stuff. Hey, let's live it up. Not only that, what's worse is this, that when other people came back at night with the jewels and the pearls, they went and took them away from them and stuck them back in the dirt and they made them dirty. And they stepped on them. So they, not only did they not help the effort, but in fact, they further compounded and make the, the, the issue worse than it was. Hakata Beis, but the second group, they were a good group of people. They did whatever the king commanded them. When they came in the evening, when they came to their designated guy who was in charge, so at night, he gave these guys their reward and he gave these guys their patch. Now, we need to look at this. We need to think about What did the king enjoy more? What did he enjoy more? The gathering, the, the jewels that they gathered? Or the fact that he was able to reward them. He was finally able to give them what he wanted to give them in a way that they deserved it. Clearly, the reward was of much greater benefit to the king that he was able to give the reward. The truth is that the gathering was not a need of the king at all. Had he really wanted, he never would have mixed them into the dirt in the first place. And now, even after they were mixed in, if he really wanted to gather them himself, then... Yes, they kokak revavis mishas. We have so many tens of thousands of people who were on staff already. Shiyuchlo niknaka. They could go out in two minutes and gather it all. Vim kein ein zois nachas ruach lemelach. This is really not the point for the king. Raksha asutzivuyo. The fact that they did what he asked them to do is his pleasure. Vigam shuachana. And the fact that it is the preparation, the catalyst. Likibul aschars that they can receive the reward. Asher b'zayoy kechavta. That's really what he really wanted. Now, Nimtza, let's analyze this carefully. What comes out of this is, Shebe'es Halakita, at the time of the actual fulfillment of the king's command, Le'nishlam Cheftzai, Viritzayna, his true desire was not really fulfilled at Eis Kibbuzchar until they really got the reward that he wanted to give them. Memela, as a result of this, Kibbuzchar, the truth is that the giving of the reward is greater pleasure to them, the king than is the actual gathering of the jewels. Exactly. The opposite is true as well. When it comes to the punishment. To the people who went and stuffed the stuff back into the sand, into the dirt. The king doesn't really care. What does Ramsa mean? To tread it into the remises, to, to stick it into the ground, to trample it. Trample. Trample. If the king wanted, he could go and gather it up in two moments. 
Rak the real pain that the king has is al kabbalah What really bothers the king is the punishment that that idiot is going to get. Ki because the the king is really pure. And it bothers him terribly the fact that some person is going to be punished through him. Now, let's take the marshal and further analyze the analysis, he says. That group, who did what the king commanded, and they gathered each day, they are divided into three groups, in their intent. Let's analyze this now from the vantage point of the gatherers. Okay? the first group. Ro, they saw, that the king is paying a tremendous amount, is given a lot of money here, good food, good drink, wonderful accommodations. They see this is really good, this is gishmak. This is a lot of fun. Because when they were home, they had to work very hard. Panos came difficult. It doesn't even come to a hundredth of what the king is dishing out here. Therefore, they work very hard to get the reward. Hey, this is a good thing. We're getting a good pay. I'm going to work hard to make the money, get the enjoyment that I can get. That's group number one. We're in it for us. Hakata Beis, the second group. These are people of depth. When they get to know the king, they see the king's amazing qualities. They say in their hearts, It's really not right to do this for reward. This is not right. The king is a wonderful king. We should do his bidding, but we should do it without ever receiving a reward, because we should be doing it, because it's right. And this group, in their altruistic uh, ideals, they go every night and turn in the jewels. And they say to the guy, no, no, we don't want anything for this. We love the king. We respect the king. We don't want to receive any of his reward. Okay? That's group number two. Hakatagim, all the third group. They're even people of greater depth. And they say, hey, what's really going on here? First of all, how in the world did these stones and these pearls get into the dirt in the first place? Something's up here. Who stuck them in there? And they did research. They went and checked the satellite photos. And they discovered that it was the king himself that planted the jewels and the pearls in the dirt. When they saw the pictures, they watched the film, they said, What in the world is going on? Why would such a smart king do something so ridiculous? Why would he have done something like this? Laughs, it'd be a dying to go and ruin these things outright with his own hands. And then to go hire so many tens of thousands of people with so much money to go rectify what he ruined? What kind of sense does this all make? 
Where's the logic? So they went to the library and they went and researched. Via Vino, and they came to understand Kol Kavonos Hamelech. They came to understand the true intent of the king. Shvehu Shemuchrech Lasis Toivayishleimais, and they realized that the goal is that the king wants to do full goodness to his creations. Lachen Hutzrech Lekolasiyazois, and that's why he went forth and went through all the effort of burying all his goodness in the dirt in order to be able to give true reward that the people should feel deserving. Ukash and his baralam zois when it became clear to them what the tree the king's true agenda was, then Amrul they said to one another, Emes, it's true. It's true. Ideally, we should do the willing, the bidding of this great king, without reward. Like the second group said. But since the main purpose and the main intent of the king is to be able to give the reward, that's why he did the whole thing. If we become altruistic and we say we're not going to take the reward, we're not doing the true desire of the king. Quite the contrary. We're forced to receive the schar. In order to give pleasure to the king. That's what they did. They would always go in with a geschmack. They took the schar. So now let's look at this. Kat Aleph Kat Gimel. The first group who were in it for themselves. Kat Gimel. And the third group who took the reward because they wanted to give the king the pleasure of giving the reward. Shneem like Chimschar. Both of those groups take the reward. But their intent are completely as different as different can be. The first group takes the reward for their own pleasure. But the third group, the third group takes the reward because they want to give the king the pleasure of giving them the reward. It's a little bit the image you have is, is a Jewish mother watching her kids eat the food that she cooked. Right? Who's enjoying it more? Now, the king understood that clearly people are different in their understanding. And he understood that there are people who are doing it to receive the reward for their own pleasure. But there are others who are doing it for the, to give the king pleasure. The king wanted to finally figure out. He wanted to distinguish. Because outwardly there was no distinction. They're both taking the reward. How do you know which group is which? There's a tremendous distance between these two groups. The first group, it would be adequate to give them the reward for each day. The third group, it's because of their desire to do it for the king. The third group 
should be receiving reward for taking the reward. Right? Because if you analyze this carefully, there is greater pleasure for the king to give the reward than there is in the actual gathering of the, of the jewels. He says, if they get so much reward for gathering the stones, how much more should they get reward for accepting the reward, which is the true desire of the king. Therefore, the moment they take the pleasure from the king, they should get reward for the reward, because their full intent is only to get the reward for the purpose of the king. Whereas the first group shouldn't be getting reward for taking the reward, because their intent in taking the reward was only for their, themselves. It really goes on infinitely because when they're getting reward for the reward that they got for the reward, then they're giving more and more pleasure to the king. Every time the king gives them reward, they should get more reward. There's never enough payment because it's a constant, ongoing pleasure fest for the king. That group that takes the reward for their own pleasure, they shouldn't be getting reward for getting the reward because they took the reward for themselves. For them, whatever the reward is, is enough. Whereas the people who are fulfilling the mitzvahs and getting the reward for the king, then the reward is infinite if they're doing it for the purpose of the king. Now, for this reason, the king wanted to make a distinction between the groups in order to give them the true reward that they deserve. So the king came up with a great idea. He told the appointees that for several days he should stop giving reward to the people. And they should weasel out, they should wiggle out and give them all kinds of things. The website is down and so on. And it'll become clear to him which people are in it for themselves and which people are in it for the king. That's what happened. In the first group who were only in it for themselves. When they saw that they were restraining Militin Skar for giving out reward, they finally went home. There's no reward, we're out of here. Right? The Akata Bay is Nisharu, but the second group stayed. The Akata Gimel, Nisharu Gamkain. The second group, who were the group who were doing it for the sake of the king but didn't want to take the reward, they stayed. Because for them it was no difference. And the third group also stayed. Because when they took the reward originally, they understood that that was the desire of the king. Now when they saw he stopped giving reward, if today the king doesn't want to give reward, that's fine. We'll work for nothing. 
This the king understood who the third group was. Now he showered upon them tremendous reward. And now he gave them reward for their accepting the reward, for the accepting of the reward, and so on. And he gives them infinite amount of reward. He says, I'm finished with the parable. I'm glad. <coughs> oh. The Now let's look at the Nimshel. The Almighty who created all the worlds. In order so that he will have upon whom to shower his goodness. He has no desire, he can't stand anything evil to punish. From him comes forth no evil. Absolute goodness. Okay. The soul does not want to receive something for nothing. We don't want to get it. We don't want to have goodness for no good reason. For this reason, Hashem wanted that it should seem to people that God owes them reward because we are serving Him. <coughs> he doesn't need our service. We know we say in davening the God has got millions and billions of, of angels and servants and even their service he doesn't need. What did Hashem do? He created a desert, a wilderness called the Sitra Achra, the dark side. Took sparks of holiness. She threw them into this this world. threw them into the street, into the into the world, the physical And these sparks are precious jewels. And the Nakodesh Baruch who commanded us the body of Torah and Mitzvahs, so that in each and every day, we will go and gather these sparks of holiness from among the dark side. Dictated through this great reward. <coughs> to do them today, tomorrow to receive the reward. Now, now you come to humans, you got two groups. One group, unfortunately, a, a vast majority of the world are sinners, people who are evil. They never even ask the question, why, why are we here? What are we doing here? They don't do They're not out there gathering anything. Not only are they not doing good, they do evil. Even the goodness that those who do good do, they take and they trample them, and they throw them further into the abyss. Through the sins that they do. Skip the brackets. And it goes on for quite a while. Mm.
Wait, 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 Balbo. Kadbeis, the second group. Got it? Yeah. Got it? Bellas. Kadbeis, what page is Kadbeis on? Kuf Mem Tes. Kad Beis, the second group. You got a Mendel? Hemanishmarim Me'averois Vaisimitsus. These are people who are Elche Jews, Torah observants, it says in the parentheses here. And therefore they go out each and every day. We are observant, we're doing God's calling. Because tomorrow we're going to get the reward. So where is the true pleasure that Hashem gets? When he can finally reward them for their hard work, right? Clearly Hashem does not have a real need. If he wants to, he can go gather up the Nitzaytis in a single moment. Or he never would have spread them out at all. If he wanted, we could gather them in a moment. So too, we understand that the punishment that the wicked receives, the main Avera is that you forced Hashem to punish. The fun of it is difficult and hated to Baruch Hu. Much worse than the Aver itself. As we explained earlier. The reward for the mitzvah is the real goal. That's the real mitzvah, is that Hashem wants to give the reward. That's really where it's at. It's not in the mitzvah itself. And the punishment for Avera is that's where the Avera is. You know what the worst Avera in the world is? That you force HaKadosh Baruch to punish you. That's revolting. It's disgusting. It's the antithesis of what Hashem wants. Now, this is what the Navi Yeshaya said. What the Navi is saying is the Don't you dare say that now that Hashem has punished you, it's as if you didn't do anything wrong. No, it's much worse now that Hashem punished you. It's worse now that Hashem punished you. Now you got to do tshuva for the fact that you forced Hashem to punish you. Don't think that the minute that you had your kapara, that now, okay, it's over. No, now you got to do tshuva for the kapara. You forced Hashem to punish you. You need to do tshuva for the fact that you forced His hand. Now, read it. Kat mitzvahs even among Torah-observant Jews, there are three groups. Aguda. No, I'm sorry. Iskat Achas, Oivdim, Bavur Haschar, Kiravu. One group serves Hashem for the reward, because the reward is abundant. This is great, guys. We got a big Olam Haba, and they read up on Olam Haba, and it's great, and it's wonderful. It's all about us. Okay? And after all, the work is not so hard. After all, what am I asking you to do already? 
Kadbe is the second group of Balabina, they're smarter. Yoyusumielu. Oymim, they say, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to serve for the reward. We want to serve for the mitzvah itself. Not for the reward. Very noble. However, not the ultimate. Omnam Kata Gimel, the third group, they're even deeper thinking people. Because they've gone through the research and they realize they realize that if Hashem wanted to, He never would have spread them out, or if He wanted to spread them out for some reason, He would have gathered them in. So why did he do this all? To give all these gifts to Christ, to give us the reward for being the gatherers. And from this they realize that there's no other reason for it. He wants to gift to us. And their very reward is the main pleasure that he gets. We should serve. We serve so that he can give to us. That's the greatest fulfillment of this pleasure. Now, then Hashem puts us to the test. Hashem tests. He knows the difference between the first group and the third group. For the first group, you did it for the reward. Here's the reward. You get the reward. Because for them, the reward was for their pleasure. That's not the case with the third group. The third group only wanted to do it to give Hashem the pleasure of giving. So for that reward, they get an even greater reward. It goes on infinitely. They even get more. Now, He explains a bunch of things. <laughs> he goes on and he goes he goes on and, and explains and explains. But you got the gist here of what's going on. So now, bottom line is like this. Now let's take it back to what we learned in Tanya. Okay, so the Baltanya told us. That the goal of the world is that the Rebbe wants to have a dear b'tachtoinim. We see here that the goal is that he wants to be mated lebruv. So according to this, there's no contradiction at all, because there's a methodology. The Rebbe wants to have a dear. He wants for us to create the dear b'tachtoinim in order to be mated lebruv. So he created this entire complex system of 
again, the, 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 the whole concept of Tachtoin is what he describes here as the world of the Sitra Achra. That's the world which is distant. He didn't need to create it at all. If he wants a deer, he could create a deer for himself wherever he wants. Right. And here, the, he creates a deer, but the goal is, the purpose is to be mative, to do it, to give us the reward. The method is to create a deer of So when we talk about the tachlis, the tachlis of the Bria to be to make a deer betachtonim, that's the tachlis as far as we're concerned, as far as how our, our actions play out, <coughs> as far as the goal of what the Rebbein Shlom has in it, the purpose that's in, that's in it for him, is so that he could be native to us. And as a result, the schar goes on infinitely, because as long as we realize that his true goal is to give us the schar for our work, and we're serving so that he can give the schar, and we can enjoy that schar, because the more we enjoy that schar, it gives him the nachas ruch, then there's schar for getting the schar. And it goes on infinitely. The imagery is just so good. Beautiful.